Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Bald Face Truth. For John Canzano, we've been going over a lot of Pac-12 media day interviews that have rolled over to today. We're going to play one now from Friday. Pac-12 champion head coach back-to-back years, Kyle Whittingham. He joined John Canzano on the Ball Phase Truth. Talked about uh, some disrespect Utah's still getting even after winning back-to-back championships. Where should they be ranked in the Pac-12 media poll? They're third. Here's John Canzano talking with the head coach of Utah, Kyle Whittingham, on the Bald Face Truth. Pac-12 Media Day would not be complete without Kyle Whittingham, two-time Pac-12 champion. Uh, you don't come in here with the entourage and the rings. <laughs> you know, you're understated. Take your coat off when you sit down. That's uh, That says a lot about you. That's more my style. Yeah, a little more, <laughs> more low-key. Yeah. yeah. Do you like... Okay, so I was, I was thinking about this, that... The 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 media rankings come out. Nobody picks Utah. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Yeah, why what? should they? We're only we're only back to back champs. Why would they pick us? Are you going to wallpaper <laughs> your office with that thing? We'll get a little motivation out of that. Yeah, we don't. We don't. To be honest, we don't pay a whole lot of attention. But our, you know, our guys are fully aware of uh, of what goes on, and and we'll use that to our advantage. My uh, wife and I took our daughters to New York City. Oh, it was summer York. vacation. We kind of yeah, just a couple weeks there. ago. I was yeah. there a month ago. What'd you yeah. do there? Well, you were there. Everything. We yeah. Central Park. Yeah. Uh, Ground Zero plays. Yeah. Uh, what did you one. see? Uh, did you see saw a... Michael Jackson this time? Oh, you did. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I took. So we have younger daughters, and we took them to Lion King. See that? They were in tears. Yeah. yeah. They thought it was the greatest thing yeah, ever. To... That's exceptional. That yeah. That's exceptional. And, and to see somebody performing at the, doing their craft at the highest level, those performers, it's it's remarkable. It is. It is. It's a real treat. Did you have family vacations like that as a kid with your dad? No. We were more, uh, you know, we did take vacations, but it was all Lake Powell. You know, it's a lake, you know, growing up in Utah, it's about, uh, what? four hours away and so that was that was our go-to as we uh, you know take our ski boat down there and uh, but other than that we didn't get out much and so uh, we've expanded our vacation you know in our own family and you know we go to hawaii a lot and, yeah uh jackson hole right up this right up the yeah. road in wyoming uh, south carolina got a buddy that lives in charleston that we go visit every year so so we get around pretty good do you are you able to unplug uh, yes a, i yes. have a hard time with that yeah. help me out how do you uh, unplug? What do you do? You put the phone down. You just, just get you... eight grandkids around you. That, that'll unplug you right away. <laughs> that'll be a so. while for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got eight number nine coming in wow. September, and so uh, the over under is twelve. By the way, if you want to place a bet, yeah. So, so uh, that really has uh, been the fun, especially for my wife. She, she's just eating this grandma stuff up, and and uh, our oldest is seven years old. You know, the grandchildren. Yeah. So, so that uh, there's never a dull moment. The grandparents will always say that it's the best because you get to you borrow them and then you get to send them back. Exactly is true. Is that true? That's exactly how yeah. it works. That's the routine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go back. Uh, football wise, Pac-12 title game. Was, how gratifying was that for you guys? Very much, and uh, it was. Uh, you know, it didn't start off ideally. You know, we got down pretty similar to uh, to what the uh, earlier game in the season mm-hmm. was, and, but our guys, uh, you know, they're they're resilient. They're tough. Uh, they were not going to be denied that night, and uh, we 
came out on the right end, obviously, and, and very satisfying for that group to to uh, be back-to-back conference champs. I was at both those games, and you're right. It was like a movie. You know, in the beginning of the movie, the protagonist always gets beat up. Yep. And, you know, and, and Rocky. You, it was an old Rocky yeah, show. Yeah, it was. It, and, 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 like, in the, I believe in the first time, the first game against USC at your place, second half, six of your last seven drives, I think you scored touchdowns yeah. on, and the only yeah. one you didn't, you fumbled inside the five. Right. Like, right. the offense just figured exploded. something out yep, and exploded. Exactly. What does that feel like when you're coaching and everything is unfolding as you saw it on film and your game plan for yeah, It's surreal at times, I mean, to, to have that happen and things, things uh, see your guys perform and, and do what they're coached to do. And, and uh, very gratifying, very rewarding. rewarding. Cam Rising, um, everyone's going to ask you about his health. Uh, you know, I know how important he is to your team. He's here. Uh, how, how is he? He's doing well. He's right on track. Now, when I say he's right on track, it's going to come right down to the wire still because when you do the, the timing of when the surgery was and when the, you know when he's going to be fully cleared, it's going to be close. And so I uh, can't say right now whether or not he's going to be available for game one, but I can say that he's in a great spot. There's been no setbacks. And, uh, you know, if Cam Rising is able to play, he'll play. Here's what, don't tell anybody. You don't have to tell me or media. You don't owe us any of that, you know. it's There's some gamesmanship, too. You can, you're can. you allowed to do bit, that. A little you're bit, allowed but, to do that. But, but this is, you know, it's typically <laughs> eight months. When you look at it, know. ACL, you know, it's the standard answer, eight months. And so that that's going to put him right up to the, uh, to the 11th hour. Yeah. Uh, he will be able to start fall camp with us. In a limited capacity, you know, okay. he's not going to be hit or any, not that he'd be hit anyways, but but uh, he'll have some restrictions. But we'll see how he progresses, and that's really going to be the litmus test is how he progresses during fall camp and and uh, how that knee is tolerating things and and uh, swelling, soreness, all that stuff. So it's to be determined, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's a marathon, though, right? That I mean, is. you 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 would you would not sacrifice Absolutely putting him not. in there. No way. Yeah, there's not a chance that we put him in there if he's not completely ready. All right, this conference has got really good QBs. It's got yeah, some it really good teams. I don't remember it being this competitive, maybe in the top six. It looks like anybody can beat anybody. I would agree with you. How, I would agree with you. How do you navigate that? Or Well, same way we did last year. I mean, it was very similar. The, the same six teams that ended the season ranked uh, last year will be preseason top 25 this year. I'm fairly certain of that. And so uh, there's never a week off. It's a very balanced conference. Uh, you got to bring your A game every single Saturday and, and uh, that's just how we always operate. I mean, you got to be ready to play every single week. Can I do a little X and O with you here? Sure. Can you educate me? <laughs> so uh, when I talk to Jonathan at Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, or Jim Mahalchek, his offensive line oh, guru, exceptional coach, or, uh, yeah. they will uh, they'll kind of wave it off, like you know they, they've got the secret sauce and they don't want. But you scout against them, you play against them, you game plan against them. What do they do in the run game that makes them so effective? Well, first of all, it's the efficiency of the offensive line. Those guys are so well. Coached. Coached. Uh, they're all on the same page. Their fundamentals, their techniques, uh, the tenacity with which they play uh, is—it's a pleasure to watch. And I—I I believe we are in that same mold. Jim Harding, our offensive line coach, I think is one of the best, if not the best, in the country as well. And we're, there's a lot of similarities and parallels between the two programs as far as our style and our approach. Uh, they're committed to running the football and and uh, you know being a, a tough, hard-nosed uh, team, and that's exactly our philosophy. But uh, they're, they're just so in sync. Their 5-0 linemen are just so in sync. And, and you can just tell uh, the coaching, the level of coaching that they're getting be, 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 you know, by how they play and how they perform. Because you would think schematically uh, that everything has been invented. 
yeah. you would think, right? <laughs> yeah. So then does it just come down to your ability to coach, execute, and then talent? That's a huge part of it, obviously. And, you know, it starts with recruiting. you got to get the raw material. If you don't have the raw material in there, then you got no chance. But, but you get the right guys to fit your system, and uh, you get the right culture. Uh, the right mindset with the players, the right toughness, the right work ethic, it all comes together. All right, another Jonathan Smith. I said to him, look, I was looking at the portal, and I said, gosh, I think Utah lost maybe five or six guys in the portal, and Oregon State was right in there too. I said those two programs, very different than some of the other places that are, look like revolving doors. Right. And he just said culture, and he walked away. Yeah. Is, that, is it that simple? It, it is that simple, and, and also when you look at the portal, uh, a lot of times it's addition by subtraction. You know, some of those guys that went in the portal needed to go in the portal, and they just uh, were a little bit uh, out of their league at, uh, at our, in our in our program. And and uh, we have very f- honest conversations with our guys. And if we feel that they're uh, going to have a hard time ever getting on the field, we tell them early on. And uh, in fairness to them, and those guys appreciate it. And if, if yeah. it's their decision to make, okay, do I want to wait around for two or three years before I even get a shot? Or do I want to get somewhere that maybe suits my ability level? Do you ever had a kid say, I want to I want to stick around and then... Once in a while, but and not then, very often. And not then, very often. But you, then do they blossom and you go, hey, I'm glad you stuck around? Or is it usually go how you sometimes, think? Sometimes, but usually you know, <laughs> we're, 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 you know, the percentages are in our favor right. that we, we can see the writing on the wall and... And uh, I think it does a kid a service to be able to tell him exactly where he stands and not, not try to bait him into staying and, and uh, you know, and, and give him false hope. Kyle Whittingham, we will see you down the road. Thank you. Okay, John. Appreciate Thank you. you. Appreciate yep. it. That was Kyle Whittingham with John Canzano on Friday at Pac-12 Media Day. In Utah, you know, they uh, were preseason picked third in the Pac-12. You look at their Pac-12 conference odds, their fourth best odds in the conference to win the Pac-12. They're 6-1 to one plus 600 right now. You can bet Utah. You know, they're back-to-back conference champions. Last season against USC, they weren't expected to win, but I think, you know, you talked about this a little bit, Judah, that, you know, the Caleb Williams injury definitely helped them get that win this year. Over under eight and a half wins. Their under is actually juiced a little more than the over. You know, it seems like a little more likely they go under according to Vegas. I think the Cam Risen injury is very interesting. You know, Coach Winningham mentioned that he may not be ready for week one when they play Florida down at or down at Rice Eccles, which I think, you know, if you're not gonna have Cam Rising, at least it's a home game and it's not at Baylor, which they do play week two, but that's a brutal stretch to start the season. Florida and then at Baylor, if Cam Rising is not healthy, I think you know, I don't know this. I like he said, if he's ready to go, he's going to play. He's going to be a gamer. But Utah, I think, is in a very interesting spot. Again, back-to-back champions. But I think we're all kind of overlooking them a little bit, including myself. Am I? Were we just crazy? Should we not be doing this? Should we learn? Oh boy, in a way, yeah. But if you win the conference back-to-back years, actually, the odds are not in your favor to do it a third mm. time. Now, typically, that's because you've got quarterback change, and they don't. But they've got a guy on rehab. You know what? What's Cam like? 82 years old yeah. at this point. Yeah. He's older than his coach. So here's my sneaky thing with Utah. I actually, now that I think about it with them, of course they want to win the Pac-12. But this is a program that's won the conference back-to-back years. And then, Stephen, what's happened? They've gotten to the Rose Bowl and lost on the national stage against big non-conference competition. Ohio State the first year and then Penn State last year. Now, obviously, Rising got hurt in both games in the second half. And, you know, they... they the Ohio State game and they Smith and Jigba one. goes for three hundred and twenty yards receiving and three touchdowns. I mean, go Seahawks, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, Seahawks, yeah. It's amazing. it's just amazing. But you know, Oregon beat that team. 
in Ohio State, week two of the season. I actually think because of that, they're going to swing for the fences with both this Florida game and this Baylor game. Because if I'm Kyle Whittingham, enough with this stuff that we can't win big non-conference games. Because they lost last year at Florida as well. Against the quarterback that ends up going fourth overall. You know, and arguably nobody even saw that right. after the Utah game. But still, you're against a team that finishes 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. Okay? That the Beavers blast. Obviously, they didn't play half their guys. Trucked, but, yeah. You know, the Beavers crushed those guys. So, you got, I think this Florida Week 1 game and Baylor Week 2 game are actually pretty freaking massive for Utah. Even more so than just being intriguing matchups on paper. It's, it's big for the reputation of Kyle and Cam Rising, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, they are double-digit favorites over Florida, I do know, in Week 1. Okay. Uh, at home. I mean, because Florida's a little bit down, I think, with uh, Billy Napier. Can he actually coach? Whatever. But you might be right. It might be a little unfinished business. Baylor is Dave Aranda can freaking coach. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. I mean, Gr- last- Grimes, their OC, is a really good play caller, too. That's going to be a fun game. But yeah, I think you might be right. I think Utah may be looking like, you know, it may not be a college football playoff. I think the last year was a college football playoff season that they looked for. They didn't quite get it. But this year, it's like, you know what? we get back to the Rose Bowl, let's get a Rose Bowl for Cam Rising. Yeah. And you heard Cam Ward earlier say that he's the GOAT of the Pac-12 conference. You know, he may be right now because <laughs> guess what? He's won the conference the last two years. You can't count that guy out. Can't count that. You I mean, know, that guy one is One leg, a, one arm, whatever. That he, guy is a gamer, man. He's he, a gamer. He's fun to watch, but I, I'm intrigued by this Utah team. They, you know, they have maybe two of the toughest games non-conference for any team in the Pac-12. And, you know, they don't have to go play these games, but they choose to play these games and, They've lost a lot of these non-conference games in the past, though. You know, you look at the Florida game loss. Uh, they lost at San Diego State. I remember a couple of years ago. They've lost some, you know, non-conference games that actually come back and haunt them a little bit. Where you know, you go back and you look, and uh, you know, they lost to BYU a couple of years ago as well. So I don't know, man. That's a sneaky top rivalry in the country. Holy war! Yeah, they <laughs> and now they Satake's, hate each other. Satake's in the Big Twelve. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's true. Oof. UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, all in the Big 12 this year. That'll be weird. What do you think? How do you think? Dude, week two, there's a lot of Big 12, Pac-12 games, including Oregon, Texas Tech. George Klyovkov on his interview with John was joking Friday that as soon as they get their media rights done, he wants to go to Brett Yormark and say, let's have an annual Pac-12, Big 12 football rivalry. I don't hate it. I think that's that's great because now Pac-12 and Big 12 fans hate each other (laughs) over media rights. Let's hate each other on the field. Yeah. Figure it out. Over the media rights, we hate each other. Now, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Field. Yeah. It's a free rivalry. Man, I'm going to have to rethink my Utah position here. I would have had, I probably would bet them under, but at the same time, how can I, how can I do that? And Eight be, and a half? Yeah. How can I do that and feel right about it? We got to look at that roster again. They got a couple of guys on the O-line. They got Jaquindon Jackson back who, uh, he's good. He averaged oh, almost eight yards of rest the last four games of the season. Like he really came on the line the last four and rushed for, you know, like 400 something yards. But the thing with awesome. all of it is Morgan Scally is a great defensive coordinator and Ludwig is a great offensive coordinator. And Kyle is running the ship as tight as anybody can run a ship. Lose Dalton Kincaid though. I think that's a big loss. I mean, he was definitely the security blanket for Cam Rising last season. So, well, he had the injury, didn't he? For a lot of it or him. He was hurt. Yeah. But Keithy was hurt a Keithy, little bit yeah. too, but yeah. Keith, Keithy's back. He was supposed to be the better one. Right? I know you love yourself some Brian Keithy. I love Keithy. He's you're, you're all about that Keithy. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll uh, take a break here. Before we get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Before I accidentally say 
what I Keithy. what I accidentally said off the air. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back. We'll wrap the show up here. This is Stephen Vaughn. I'm Stephen Vaughn. That's Judah Newby. We're filling in for John Canzano on the Ball Face Truth. Ball Face Truth. Stephen Vaughn, Judah Newby filling in for John Canzano today. John and Anna both out at Camp Exceptional helping out there with the kids. Great event they got going on, helping kids all around, playing sports, getting active. A lot of fun. Like I said, my kids are out there. They had a great time today. But, uh, Judah, as we wrap up the show here, let's just go and uh, look at the conference future odds for the Pac-12. I do find it very interesting that, you know, the betting odds, they're a little bit different than the Pac-12 Media Day poll. You, know, you look at the Pacto Media Day, uh, Pacto Media Media Poll. I can't say, I can't talk. Um, but the media poll, they had USC at number one, which understandable. I think that's kind of you know everyone's real thought. But after that, you know, I think you could argue numerous teams. You could argue Washington. You could argue Utah. You could argue Oregon. You could argue Oregon State, maybe for the number two spot. But you look at the betting odds, and it's Washington right now. Uh, in at the number two spot there, USC plus 200, Washington plus 265. Ben and Oz have the Ducks at number three at plus 325. The poll has Utah at number three. Ben and Oz, Utah plus 600. Then UCLA at plus 750. Oregon State 13 to one plus 1300. And then the media poll, it's Oregon State five, UCLA six. So a little bit of difference there between the media poll and the betting odds, you know, if I did my rankings, which I did, I put them out on Twitter at Steven underscore VON. Those are the only rankings that matter, by the way, what I think. Uh, I had USC one. I had uh, Washington two, Oregon three, Utah four, UCLA five, Oregon State six. Hmm. So kind of, you know, I'm more of a, more on the betting odds side there. Is, what, what, how, would you, how would you rank the top six? Because I think it's a clear clear class of six, and then anybody after that, it's kind of anybody's ball game. I think some of those teams could jump up in the top six. But I think preseason, there's a clear-cut six, and then after that, it's kind of everybody else. I'm going to have to get a little bit more nitty-gritty on the UCLA-Oregon State comparison here because I'm a little little confused why UCLA has better odds than Oregon State to win this conference, given quarterback situations. It may be because of that. It may be – actually, I take it back. I went back and looked at my rankings. I had UCLA six, Oregon State five, so – so I, um, I think that, but you're telling me UCLA's plus 750. Yeah, UCLA fifth in the betting rankings. I think it's because it is the unknown, right? If Dante Moore starts and he's awesome, maybe they should be second, right? I think. I mean, is there a world that Dante Moore is better than DJ Uyunglele? I I think so. Yes. But part of that is scheme and what they're going to ask the quarterback to do. Is there? Is they there got a, Carson Steele, the Ball State transfer, is UCLA's new running back. Is there a scenario that Dante Moore is better than Cam Rising? Oh, for sure, more more talented. I, I think better is going to be such a. We'll know it when we see it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dante Moore could be one of those guys that just steps on the field and lights the world on fire. That's a five star quarterback out of Detroit. Like that could happen, and we'll probably we probably won't know until week four. I mean, when Khalil Tate was awesome for a hot minute. He was. Yeah, he was. Uh, we probably won't know either until week four when they're at Utah because it's Coastal Carolina at San Diego State, NC Central for UCLA. Well, don't they've got to take care of business and don't sleepwalk like they did against South Alabama last year or the year before. Chanticleers is going to get them from the Rose Bowl. They're not bad, right? They're not. Grayson McCall's back there. That's okay. That's a legit game. UCLA was a 30-point favorite on South Alabama one year and won 32-31. I can't wait. What the hell's that? <laughs> Barely win. Hey, I had South Alabama in that game. I remember. 
I'll well, never forget. You're a winner, my friend. Yeah. Steven underscore V-O-N. I'll be, I can't wait to give out picks. <laughs> I'm only going to talk about my winners, not my losers. It's going to be so good. That's the way you do it. Uh, I want to thank John Cazano letting us fill in while he is doing camp exceptional with the BFT organization. It's just great. The foundation, sorry. Uh, thank Judah Newby as well. He's always helped me out. He's let me do my thing. Judah's the man. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more Pac-12 Media Day interviews, more talk on sports, more everything. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.